It's been a long, long four, four, four years. The old doubt to me I couldn't do it. The old said I couldn't do it. Look at me now. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, he is the man who almost got Tom Brady to the Raiders, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, you didn't see me almost drop all my equipment right there, did you? You know, I, I heard it, but I did not see it. Because I pushed through like a pro. Well, I'll tell you, I went away. Uh, first off, before we go there. That's what I like you, you best. Can, you can find us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Eddie, let me tell you something that happened to me right now. So I had set up my equipment. Uh, so truth be told, people know, we are, we no longer, I no longer see Eddie in person. It's been, it's been it's years since I've actually seen Eddie outside of a screen. And so we do this from our home. So I had set my equipment up to have this conversation, uh, to talk tonight about the fights. And I went upstairs, I, I put some kids to bed and then I came downstairs and all of my stuff was intertwined on the ground. What? And I was like, what is happening? Who was in here? Eddie, I have to tell you something, something that is a, uh, something new to our family. New to your family. I guess that's where I cue the Eric Bischoff, he's back music right now. <laughs> Kobe's oh, back. Horrible song. Kobe, Kobe is back. Our dog, Kobe. We had this dog. We got this dog at the beginning of COVID. And we, we said, you know what? This Hence is going to be a great chance for us to have a dog. And uh, it was a great dog for a while. Uh, but as you know, we moved during that time. We moved to, to a couple acres where we don't have fences. We have foxes. We have owls. And uh, it just wasn't the right place and the right time uh, for Kobe to live with us. And so we rehomed Kobe. Now, I know what you're thinking, people out there. You're like, how, how does this person not have a soul? How could he do this to a dog? Yeah, Jordan hates dogs. That's, That's what it is. And we decided that it was probably the best thing, my wife and I. My kids, not so much. My kids did not like uh, the, this, it was, it was traumatizing, but we, so we rehomed into a family here that lives near us. We saw Kobe every so often, uh, but we told him, they said, Hey, if, if, if for any reason this is not going to work out, we will take Kobe back. Now I'm not going to say it was an empty promise because Kobe's literally here right now. Uh, but I'll tell you, I never thought, I never thought that Kobe would be back in this house. Uh, my wife came to me and said on a Monday and said, Hey, uh, I've got some news. There, it's not, Kobe's not working out. He doesn't like the dad there. He doesn't get along with him. And, and so it wasn't working out for them. They want to send him back. And by Wednesday, Kobe was back in our home. Wow. We have How long had he now. been gone? Eight months. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Eight months. Uh, the one thing I'll tell you, dogs love unconditionally. Kobe, you know, he is, he seems happy. He hasn't, he hasn't uh, retaliated against me yet. Uh, at one point, he actually seems like a more calm dog as well. So that's, that's also kind of exciting. Well, you know, you kicked him out of his home and sent him to a foster home. Yes. So, yeah, kids act out when that happens. Honestly, I hope he pees in your shoes. Well, I hope that uh, – I was actually saying – I asked him, hey, can we just do this every year? I'll give you Kobe for eight months, and then I'll just take Kobe for six, for, uh, for four months. This would be fantastic. Uh, take him back during the holidays? Yeah, sure. I mean, no, I mean, before the holidays. I don't want him for Christmas. Then I have to find someone to take care of him. So, uh, Eddie, Kobe's back. Nice. 
And uh, for the and, people and who Kofi, don't remember. And Kofi's the person that, that took down all my equipment. That's what I'm guessing. I'll be glad he didn't pee on yeah. it. And what kind of dog is Kobe for the people who he don't remember? He is a Cavapoo. He is Kobe the Cavapoo. Cavapoo. Is that a Cavalier King Charles and Poodle? Yes, that is. I, I am good. Do you want me to send you a picture so you can post? Do that. Okay, I will send you, you a picture. You do that. I'll, I'll, I'll bring back Kobe. Back into our life. Man. <laughs> poor dog. You, Not just me. Just be glad, he didn't chew, be glad he didn't chew through all your wires. Not we, poor we, me. We just wouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. No. No. Nah, I know what you make. You're fine. <laughs> Jordan, on the other side, though, I have had, um, well, you know, Saturday was all fights all day long. Yeah. And it was like a smorgasbord for me. It was like Thanksgiving and Christmas all wrapped up in one. I sold my Incubus tickets, my Incubus and Sublime tickets so I could sit around. Yes, get it right. And watch it was fights. Sublime. It was, I went mostly for Sublime. I would have left halfway through Incubus anyway. Also, it's probably hot out there. But, no, um... I got to watch BKFC, I got to watch PFL, I got to watch um, Usyk Alexander, I'm sorry, Usyk Joshua 2. Yes. All of which took place across the pond. So two in London, one in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I kept saying Abu Dhabi last week just because I'm used to that. But it was in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And then we go out for UFC Saturday night. In just as as much as a, a peculiar place as all those other places you talked about. Yeah, Dave & Buster's is where it's Well, no, I was saying Utah. Oh, yeah, that too. But, Jordan, the biggest thing of the weekend, though, was Sunday. Finally, the House of the Dragon premiered on HBO Max. And it took forever for this Game of Thrones prequel. And it's going to be good, dude. Did it deliver? It delivered. It's going to be good. Should I watch it? Is this appropriate for me? I've, and, by the way, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I was going to say, I know you haven't seen the original just because there was a little too much, um, let's say, skin sure. for you. And you can't watch that with, the, uh, with too many kids in the house. There was a little bit this time, just in episode one. And they're only releasing it one episode a week, like it's 1995. They made us wait till like 8 o'clock Sunday night. I'm like, what is this? Is this The Sopranos? Going to give me one episode and I have to wait till 8? That stunk. I was ticked off. But in the meantime, I watched the first half of the Manti Teo documentary on Netflix, which, whew, that goes deep. Have you watched the second half yet? I just watched it today. Yes. Okay. I, we have also watched it. That's so why I want to talk to you about that in a second. I was going to say, you better watch it and, and uh, you know, help, been there for your LDS brother. Yes, of course. Uh, knowing that, uh, knowing, like, watching it now, like, what is your perception of Manti Teo? Of Manti Teo? Um, the dude's got a lot of heart. Uh, I, I hope uh, I always knew that he wasn't really involved in it. He was just kind of the sucker, you know, in all this. So I never had any really like bad feelings about him. I never thought that he was out to do anything, you know, evil or like pull one over on people. But yeah, that dude's got a lot of heart. It's crazy. He's like very strong. It was interesting. A lot of people said like, "Man, we owe Mandy Tao an apology." Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like you know, it seemed like kind of the perfect storm. For him, right? For someone who's so focused on his football career. Because you and I would sit here and be like, how could you ever go three years without ever seeing this person in, in, in real life? Yeah. Like, that and doesn't make sense. that's a valid question. Uh, it is a valid question. But also, you and I don't have as much going for us. Let's just be honest, Eddie. We don't, also, have, a, we yeah. don't have an NFL career we're trying to, uh, to really just focus on. It was, it was unfortunate. but And I remember, I remember that. I mean, obviously, you probably remember the story, too. I mean, we love Manti Teo. And, and then you think about this. I mean, it cost him his career. 
Um, at least cost, it cost him millions. I'll yes, say that. That's true. I think is he still playing? No, he's with not. The Saints? He, he is he's not. not a, he's okay. not in the league anymore. He, I think last year or the year before. Okay. Yeah. Um, with the he said his first three years in the NFL, he was just numb. Yeah. And to last that long, like that is uh, is amazing. That's kind of how I but, feel like the first eight years of the show with you. Hey man, I don't remember any of it. Yes. That's true. Week to week, <laughs> week to week, you just still yeah. don't know some things. Yeah. Hey, but jo- hey, Jordan, my new Xbox finally came in. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. What Thank are you, you playing? Are you playing Madden? Madden, yes. Okay. I bought it because Madden Amazon 23? Was a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were offering free Madden with the purchase of a uh, Series S, the streaming one. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you got me. I'm going to pull the trigger. But really, I'm just waiting on next summer when they release the NCAA game. Are you like me, Eddie? When you create, I mean, no. really, this is anything like Nothing. UFC, WWE, basketball, football. Do you create your own character every single time? Most times. Is he six foot seven, like 280 pounds and just <laughs> like 99 on everything? No, no. That's me. I, I am 100%. I am 100% 99 on everything. You would be. Fast as I could be throwing. And I'm always quarterback, especially in NFL. I mean, I'm a quarterback. And I always have these design plays where, you know, as a quarterback, you can just run. And so you go out like you're throwing Hail Mary and then you just run and juke someone and get, you know, 15, uh, 15 years. Do you make your own? So it's total know, special... fantasy for you. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't say, like, so I was, uh, I was on a. I don't um, think I've ever seen you run. I can run. I mean, I actually I run a lot, but I'm speed-wise, but at least on the game, right? The, uh, like, people are really into Madden, right? People really into Madden competitions. I was on a, um, a My Fantasy Football League, our, our text thread, and there was a lot of smack talk. I don't want to tell you about between who, right? Because there's some, you know, there's some characters in there. But there was a lot of smack talk about Madden. About who beat who ten years ago and did this and and someone coming out of retirement and gonna whoop on them and play. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but people are serious and I, and I just stayed quiet because I'm not. I'm you know I'm like can I can I play with my super team? No, okay then I'm out. Yeah, that, that's a good move. That's a good move. Problem is I haven't played Madden in a few years, just because the Bears have stunk. Yeah. And also, I love playing NCAA football. And the last time they had a good one was 2013. The last one they did was 2014, but that game stunk. Yep. I'll so tell you. I still have my 360. They've, had, they've released like three Xboxes since then. But I still play NCAA on my 360. Well, Eddie, you will be proud of me. When I used to play Madden 1992, wow. I would always play as the 85 Bears. Nice. There you go. All right, Eddie. Good move. Let's talk UFC 278. I don't know. what You got to, the, the revenge of the thin air. Well, I mean, this was, uh, I mean, <laughs> this was rough. Can we, I mean, can we just make a rule? You don't put heavyweights at altitude. Heavyweights? What about the middleweights? Or middleweights. There were some light, anyone or light heavyweights. One, anyone yeah. over 150? Yeah, this should, be a, this should be an all tiny person's card. <laughs> well, 170 max. Yeah. So we've got a yeah. new welterweight champion. Uh, the pound for pound number one fighter, Kamaru Usman, goes down via fifth round head kick KO. Eddie, this was... Not the most exciting fight until the very end. No, until and, the you know, last. It was a very great card until the last minute. It was not. You're right. And a lot of people didn't want Leon in this position. You know, his, um, his last round against Nate Diaz, he almost got knocked out. But all he did was keep winning and keep winning. And we saw him down here in San Antonio just put on another win. It wasn't exciting, but he kept winning. And he was a big underdog, and he was headed for a loss on all the scorecards. 
you know, but he came through with a highlight for the ages. And that's what can happen when you just let the next man up have their opportunity. And that's why I always want to see the champion clean out their division instead of jumping weight classes for the super fights. Because you never know what's going to happen when they get the chance at this longtime champ that's been reigning for a long time that everyone's been aiming at. You know, um, Matt Serra did it. Suhudo did it. Chris Weidman. Holly Holm. Dom Reyes and Talia Santos almost got it done. Almost. I agree so with you. And that's why I like to see the next man up. I agree with you to a point, right? And, and when you look at Leon, like Kamar Usman, he could not leave the division in order to and, and bypass Leon. And let's say that he got past Leon and then he decides he wants to bypass Hamzat. I mean, he would, have, he would never live that one down if he's like, you know what? I really feel strongly right now about moving up if Hamzat was next in line. But you can't walk over Leon because of all the fights he had won in a row. And, and as much as, you know, the UFC well, made the UFC's it difficult. Well, the UFC's done it before. The, but, but still, like, the way that the UFC, like, he needed to move. He needed to fight Leon Edwards. He was truly the next man up. Hamzat could be the next man up. There's other areas. And, and what I say to you right now is where I disagree with you is in the case of people who, Valentina Shevchenko, who has cleaned out one through six or seven, I don't think you should have a next person up who is on a one-fight win streak and ranked eighth just because she's the next person up. I don't think it's, that's not the same scenario as, hey, you won 11 in a row. You haven't lost since the time you lost to this same guy seven years ago. A Which little bit different, different, yeah. A little bit different. But still, Eddie, I do have a bone to pick. Not with you. Uh, I was at Buffalo oh, okay. Wild Wings, and I was watching the fight. You bones in your teeth? Uh, I did it. Well, obviously, you only go traditional. Let's just be honest. You don't go boneless. But I mean, I'm, I'm watching the fight. Fifth round, about a minute left. And the server comes up and asks if he could take my plate. Uh, I look down and say, yeah, sure, go ahead. I look back up. Kamara Usman on the ground, knocked out. <laughs> I missed it. I literally like, was waiting. I, I felt like forever before they showed the replay finally. I mean, I've yeah. now since watched it again and again and again. But I missed it originally. Yeah, they weren't ready either. And, man, I almost fell backwards out of my chair at Dave & Buster's. I'm not kidding. I, I probably had the Joe Rogan face for about 30 seconds. Did you have the Joe Rogan, like, look as well? Like, the tie? Like, you just, uh, you know, you, you disheveled and not sure where you were? Uh, like he's just uh, headed home from happy hour? Could be. No, I, I did not. But, man, I was already trying to come up with puns for, like, all the London main eventers losing Saturday night. And I was like, uh, London falling, you know? Because you had Anthony Joshua, you had MVP, and then, like, oh, and Leon's about to make it three for three. And then, <laughs> cracked right in the skull. Yeah, it was, you know, you can't really take away much from Kamar Usman. He no. lost that first round. Except his belt. He, yes. He lost that first <laughs> round. He adjusted, right? He was able to make those yes. adjustments. He won the next three. was on his way to winning the fifth. He was actually fighting a really good fight until he got caught. And, and all credit to Leon, it wasn't, it wasn't a lucky kick. He had been preparing for it. And he caught him with it, and it was great. And so, But it wasn't like, you can't be like, if you're Kamar Usman, you got to say, I mean, you could probably take really good, you know, you learn from this and be like, oh, man, this is what I need to do. This is something that I can work on. But he was having a good fight up until then. Yeah, and you think um, he kind of got kicked uh, low earlier in the round. So you think that might have been one of the reasons why he reacted the way he did to the feint and kind of went to protect his body and caught that shin to the head. But, yeah, if you're Kamaro, you got to know that everything was going your way, and if you run it back, you have to have the confidence that it's going to go the same way. And if you're Leon, despite what he says – you got to have more confidence, but you can't be as confident as he claims to feel right now. 
No. I mean, you, you got to give credit to the corner of Leon Edwards. They like willed him back in because at the end of every quarter, I don't know if you've seen this, like BT Sport did a uh, a recap of like his coaches and what they're saying. He looked dejected. He looked deflated. He looked just like down after every single round. They're just like, I'm I'm squandering this opportunity. I'm losing yeah, I this opportunity. I think it was DC saying that, or Dean Thomas saying that he wouldn't, look, he wouldn't look his corner in the eye because he knew he was letting them down. And they and they did really good. I mean, they just kept saying like, "You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to keep going. You got to do this. You got to do that." Every single corner, that same kind of positive way to get him keep going and going back. And what that ended up with is maybe one of the best head kick KOs we've ever seen. Now, obviously, you got Barbosa and Terry Adam, one of the greatest ones ever, spinning back kick, the, the number one. Where does this? And I don't think this one's better than that. Where does this rank? You think on on head kick KOs? Well, you know. I hate to say it, but I have to put it over our man Eve and his head kick of Josh Thompson, head kick of Josh Thompson, because of just how much was on the line and the timing of it. But um, there have been very few walk-offs with this much on the line. So, like you said, Barbosa and Adam, number one, despite the fact that it was just a regular fight. I got to put this right underneath there at number two, just because how clean it was. It was a walk-off last minute of a title fight against the pound-for-pound number one. That makes it the biggest thing ever. Right underneath that, you could either go either one, Holly Holm or Anderson Silva. I was there. Uh, I was four. I was at the Anderson Silva Vitor Belfort fight. Yeah, that one. That front kick I'd to probably, the face. Yeah, I'd probably put that number three. Well, of course, because, it was because Steven Seagal taught him how to do it. Well, the, exactly. Yeah. You know, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition or the front kick to the face. Yeah. You know, Holly Holm versus versus Ronda Rousey. That was that crazy. was huge. You know, um, little little not as clean. But the moment was uh, ridiculous. And then for just sheer brutality, Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica I. Yeah. I'm not, and I can't count GSP Hughes or the Showtime kick because neither one of those actually finished the fight. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you, we look, what's next, right? And obviously, on paper, it seems like you have to go the trilogy. You, you would to. think Kamar Usman, he deserves it. He hasn't, but, he hasn't lost a fight in the UFC. Now, the only thing that's a question comes in is now timing because – he got knocked out, and it was a brutal knockout. He was on the ground for – I felt like they were delaying. I saw Kamaru got up, and he was in – you know, he was standing with the ref when they announced the winner. But it was a long time that they took in order for them to announce the winner. And it was I think it was because Kamaru was, like, coming back and coming – I mean, it was a while. He was out. And that does a lot to your – like, not only just, like, your brain health, but also your psyche. And so you've oh, got yeah. to you got to take care of two things, right? You've got to not to mention the memes. You, yes, you've got to improve those two things. So you know, while he deserves it, he doesn't have to go fight anybody else in order to deserve a title shot. So that's but I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But if the UFC is on a time schedule and they need to get something done, Hamza and Nate it's only in a couple of weeks. If Hamzat wins, you could and he's and he wins quickly. You could do Hamzat versus Leon. Um, if that makes sense, it just depends on, on the timing that they want to do. If they can't figure out if Leon's out for a while, then yeah, you go back to tomorrow. Yeah. And we know how inflexible Dana is with his title matches. They're literally a slave to the schedule. So I think he said they're pretty much booked until January. So, but if he wants this title fight in February, 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 you know, will tomorrow be ready for that? How long is a – don't they usually get a, what, they, six-week medical six suspension? They get a six-month suspension, but six even months? though you have a suspension, yeah. that doesn't mean you can't, like, talk to a doctor, and a doctor can't clear you. But even, you'll, even though you're cleared, that doesn't mean, like, mentally you should still come back. Right. But And then the other thing you have to remember is that Camaro is 35. And at uh, his size, 
in the lower weight classes, guys get old real quick. So he doesn't have much time left. So that's one thing he has to think about as far as coming back. But then again, if Hamzad comes out unscathed, they just might throw him in there against Leon Edwards somewhere just because. And then if Hamzad wins, yeah, you got to go Hamzad Kamaru because yeah, that was 100%. supposed to happen anyway. Yeah, 100%. Uh, don't even don't, Someone mentioned Masvidal. I'm like, get the hell out of here. No, Masvidal needs <laughs> to win some fights. Uh, yes. Eddie, that post-fight interview... Right. Look at me now. We played at the beginning of the show. Right. Uh, look at me now. Look at me now. No one believed in him. This has got to be just rewarding. Amazing. What a moment. And that will live on. That was a, a wonderful. That, you know, that's going to be added to Bob O'Reilly, that head kick KO. Oh, yeah, it is. Now, the question is, will he admit to himself that it was flukish? Well, I mean, the odds. And that he, and, and that he still has a lot to do. Well, he does have a lot to do. Or will he just... Yeah, or will he just feel that, you know, I'm there, I'm the best? Uh, he said uh, in the post-fight that uh, it was one of his worst performances and he still knocked yeah. him out. Even on my so, worst day, I knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one yeah, thing I would so. say is, Eddie, Edwards, what do you think the odds are, right, in the trilogy fight? Oh, I'm going to say Kamaru minus 300. At minus 350. He's a big, big favorite. So Yeah, uh, I mean, Edwards we, plus all saw, we all saw what happened. And it's kind of funny. It's the second time this summer that in a title match, a fighter lost the battle but won the war. Yeah. You know? Nice. This is a, this is a crazy sport, man. You got to love it. Nice. All right. Let's go to the co-main event. Oh, uh, the, the, the blood uh, blood in your mouth, I guess. I don't know. The blood in your mouth <laughs> co-main event. Uh, I thought Luke Rockhold was done like one minute into this fight. Like he was exhausted. He was taken down. He was ground and pounded during the first round. It showed heart from Luke Rockhold. It showed that he was, you know, willing. The fact that he was like still yelling at him as he threw bombs and was able to land those, uh, you know, it, it was it was interesting. Like this was a sloppy, fun fight. Dude, this fight reminded me of Kimbo Slice and Dada Five Thousand. It was just a sloppy, ugly. Were tough you man. Were you there for that? No. Okay. But I, I watched it on, on online. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Strike for it. It, was, right, it was legal. Showtime. It was, yeah, it was legal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, it was like you'd be if you love this fight, you'd be just as well off watching that barstool rough and ready thing or whatever it is or old tough man fights. This was the fight of the this, night. That's what's crazy. Which is horrible because this was this fight was garbage. It was I mean, it was a lot of heart. It was a lot of heart, but it was garbage. These guys are supposed to be trained fighters and this is what they look like. I mean, I hate to even bring up Jake Paul, let alone agree with him, but this was sloppy and ugly. It was. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you something that uh, was ugly, very ugly. And uh, although Paulo Costa got the win, you've got to think it's a little bit of a, like a moral victory when then Luke Rockhold's out there rubbing his blood in the face and mouth of, yeah, what's of up with uh, that, man? Paulo Costa at the end of the fight. There. That was disgusting. I mean, like, and he said, uh, Paulo said he didn't realize what was happening in the moment. Um. He just thought, you know, he was just moving his head around. He didn't realize until he saw it back later that it was actually all that blood was. I thought they were uh, making out. <laughs> I mean, they did become blood brothers. That's true. Yeah. But they were, yeah, they were probably a, already Eskimo brothers, now blood brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan, after your fight, mouth out with soap. After the fight, Luke Rockhold, he retires in the ring. He's old. And he said that. I'm old, man. I'm old. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Luke, welcome to the, welcome to the family, man. Um, I'm not counting the last two years, but yeah, I'm 45. Yep. So it, it hurts. He he made me feel better about my workouts because the way he looked during the fight was how I look when I go running. Let me let me tell you one thing real quick, Eddie. Uh, 
no matter what happens, no matter what you do, you will never look like Luke Rockhold. This no. we're just going to go on a limb there. So, no, well, you know what? You in high look. school, in high school, maybe no, maybe like you went up to his waist, but that's that's something different. No, body wise, uh, abs, you know, I had, I had the eight pack. One other thing that uh, that is interesting, Paulo Costa. Did you, did you hear that he was woken up at six a.m. though day of weigh-ins oh, man. for him to give blood to Usada? Those guys are lucky he didn't punch him. Can you imagine like the headspace that you're in when you're trying to cut weight? You're trying to sleep. You're trying to get ready. You have, you have a weight cut. You know, a weight weigh-in a few hours away, and there's. You saw it coming in, trying to get blood. Dana White apologized to him, said that it will never happen again. Uh, gosh, that, that would be frustrating. It's got to be. And you got to wonder what the hell these USADA people are thinking. They've been doing this for years now. They know what's happening to these guys when they're cutting weight on the last day. And they're going to go up there and ask for blood at 6 in the morning? Yeah, maybe they don't get it. Apparently not, but I bet they do now. Costa's got one more fight left in his contract. Says that he could maybe fight December or January. Uh, Marab Devalishvili. With his uh, secret juice. Yeah, he's got a secret juice out there. Marab Devalishvili, he defeated Jose Aldo via decision. Uh, and I'm not surprised by the outcome. You know, even though last week I told you that I mapped out the ways, how could Aldo get a title fight again? And then I told you at the end, I don't think he's going to win. I think Marab's going to win. And, and the way that I thought he was going to win is not what happened, obviously. I thought that, you know, I thought that Marab was going to be, uh, he's going to take the strikes. He was going to eventually wear him down with takedowns. But that's not what happened. He went 0 for 16 in takedowns in this fight. And a lot of this fight just ended up in the clinch and, and not a lot of action happened. But Aldo lost it again, man. He's not going for it. He's not throwing his leg kicks. I just I just don't get why he doesn't do that. Yeah, well, apparently you forgot who you're talking about, Jordan. This was the King of Rio. You don't just take him down again and that's again. That's true. He's got great, you know, great takedown defense. Yeah, people couldn't get him down at featherweight. I had no doubt that he was going to be able to stay up at bantamweight. But 0 for but, 16? Did you think that was going to happen? Well, I didn't think uh, Deval Shealy would uh, bore us with 16 attempted takedowns. I know. I thought at some point he'd realize he couldn't get him down and actually fight. Did you like when uh, Aldo was out there yawning during the fight? Yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah, but I did expect much more offense from Jose. You know, like you said, uh, what, I saw one really good leg kick in the first round, and that was it. But then you got to know that Marab's offense is probably what kept Jose from being able to let loose. But I can't call Marab the winner of a fight. Because there wasn't a fight. You know, the judges awarded him the decision, but he didn't win a fight. Yeah. So obviously, Aljamain Sterling, minutes. he was in the corner of Marab. Aljamain Sterling, the champion currently. Uh, Marab, after the fight, said, look, I'm not going to fight him. He's my brother. I will not fight Aljamain. Stop asking me the question. I've heard Aljamain saying, like, look, it's not worth it to me. I know. I know this is going to ruin our relationship. We're not doing it. Uh, Marab just is kind of in a wait and see, right? He needs to wait and see what happens with T.J. Dillashaw, what happens with the rest of the division. Aljamain's not going to be the champion forever, uh, and so we'll, we'll have to go from there. But what do you think is next for Marab? Obviously, we saw Cheeto win last week. We got Yadong and uh, Sanhagen fighting in a couple weeks. Where do you put, you know, what, what do you do right now for Marab? He doesn't get a title shot off of this win. Uh, no, but, you know, I see these names, and I'm just, like, just thinking, he's just going to wrestle them. Yeah. And I don't want to see that fight. But if they can't stay on, the, on their feet, they don't deserve to win the fight. So uh, Cheeto Vera would be a great one. Yeah, I agree. I think that's you know, I he think looked that's great last, one last of the ways time. to go. Yeah. So that would be a great fight. And you kind of want to see it. But good Lord, I hope he, if he can stay on his feet, are we going to get another lay against the fence for a 15-minute fight? And if he can't stay on his feet, he's just going to get pounded out. You never know. It's uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But this is the reason Dana White has released people for fights like for fighting like this before. 
But I can guarantee you that's not about to happen now. No, not to Marab right there. Uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, oh, Marcin Tybura defeats Alexander, Ro uh, Alexander Romanov. This is crazy, right? Because Romanov, like, he had a great first round. 10-8, it should have been 10-8 on all three scorecards. It only ended up on one of them. Um, but he gassed himself out, right? And then Tybura comes back. I don't think that Tybura should have won. I do think it should have been a draw. Yeah, I would have still given it to Romanov, but heavyweights in Salt Lake City, just a bad move yeah. again. You're right. Uh, Tyson Pedro, he, uh, man, that uh, front kick to the solar plex, uh, he has a good win for for uh, for Tyson Pedro. Uh, Pudalova defeats Wu Yun Yan. Uh, Sean Woodson versus Luis Saldana ended a split draw. Did you see that big illegal knee, though, that he had? Oh, man, that he was clearly down. You got you to gotta be better than that. And then finally, uh, Eddie, did you watch the Gronk cast? I watched what I was forced to watch. Um, which fight was it? Were they, uh, did they completely forget to, to tell us about the fights? It was, um, was it the Pedro? No, no, no. I didn't watch any of the Gronk. I didn't watch any of that yeah. fight. Now, if you're watching the prelims, they kind of forced it on you during the uh, Jared Gordon-Leonardo Santos fight. So I literally have no idea what happened during that fight because they went kind of picture in picture. So you got Gronk and whoever there are uh, on a bunch of couches. And then the fight's up in the corner. Yeah. And I have no idea what they're saying because I was at Dave & Buster's. And so I, they're not talking about the fights. I can't really see the fights. It was a mess. All right. All right. So that's UFC 278. Let's talk PFL playoffs. Week three, uh, Kayla Harrison, she punched her ticket. She's going to the finals. She's going to take on Larissa Pacheco, who won earlier that night. Uh, Brendan Lofnan, he beat Chris Wade. Uh, Bubba Jenkins, he won. So those are the matchups. Uh, Brendan Lofnan versus Bubba Jenkins and Larissa Pacheco versus Kayla Harrison. But I want to just talk uh, Kayla Harrison. I want to play this audio just real quick from her post fight. You guys know a couple of things about queens, right? You got a queen over here? Yeah? Listen, I'm here to tell you that I am the queen, not of PFL, not of the 155-pound division. I am the queen of women's MMA. And if those three Brazilians will take off their track shoes and meet me, then you'd find out. Now, this is interesting, Eddie. Kayla usually doesn't go after people like this. She doesn't call out, especially Amanda, right, by name. She's always really respectful, even when she talked to Chris Cyborg last week. Still respectful. But the th she's the queen that there's three Brazilians running. Larissa, Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes. Do you think, is Kayla Harrison the queen of MMA? I'm going to have to say not just no, but hell no. You are ruling a division that was handmade for you where no one else fights. They literally bring in bantamweights that just don't cut weight to fight it for you at 155. You had a chance to sign elsewhere. It's not your fault you couldn't, but don't blame other people for not being able to jump over to where you are, okay? If she's not the queen of MMA, who is? Who is? Amanda. No, no, no way. Amanda. The champ champ. No, not now. Not now. I, what I would say is this, what do you mean this, not now? this is my logic right here. She just took her belts back. Francis Ngannou, I would say he is the king of MMA, of men's MMA. He is the best, baddest man on the planet. He's the okay. biggest. He's the baddest. Kayla Harrison, I give you that. she's the best fighter and at the heaviest is weight she? class. Vis-a-vis, -vis, she's the champion. She's the That's as queen. much of a weight class as 145 is in UFC. So you put, okay. I mean, maybe. Yeah, she's got the belt, but there's no one there. Maybe you could put Valentina Shevchenko as the queen. But if Valentina Shevchenko fought Kayla Harrison, weight class, don't worry about it. She's losing. 
if Amanda yeah, Nunes fights Kayla Harrison 155, Kayla Harrison's going to win that fight too. Well, who's going to fight her 155? Doesn't she- matter. She's the queen. She's the queen. She's the queen of 155. She's the queen of the world. Because there was no the one queen else in the world. <laughs> All righty. We got to talk. It's like B- Kobe's yeah. the king of your backyard. I know. It's the worst. We got to talk BKFC. Michael Venom Page oh loses to Mike Perry. Sudden death. This is just the second time they've gone to, to sudden death in BKFC history. It felt very much like WWE, like Howard Finkel out there being like, this fight must continue. <laughs> what do you yeah. think? It was fun, dude. I, I've been telling you for a while I've become a big fan of uh, BKFC. And, uh, you know, I actually paid for the app. So I, I watch these things when I, you know, because I feel like it. And, yeah, dude, there was no one ever doubting that Michael Page was a better actual striker than Mike Perry. But like I said last week, BKFC is different. You know, it's not just because you're the better striker you're going to win. you got to have the mentality of a dog. And you could see it in some of the earlier fights when you could just tell guys wanted out of there like halfway through the first round. The first round's only two minutes. Okay, but in that first round, you can see it on their face. They don't want any more. And these, like these guys are making their debut, oh, uh, oh, they're 0-0 in BKFC, but coming over from boxing or mixed martial arts, they don't want to be there anymore. All right, I want to Mike read, Perry was made for this. I want to read you this quote, Eddie. Uh, I don't see Mike Perry winning this at all. MVP is just too slick. Who said that, Eddie? Uh, that might have been me earlier this summer. That was you on the UFC Austin episode of Fight Night right here. And what did I say? I said, no, this is different. I'm going with Mike Perry. Mike Perry's going to win. Book it. And that's what happened. But uh, you need to go back to last week's show when I said pretty much what I just said. Oh, when you change your BKFC, mind? When you change your mind before? Is different. Oh, when you listen to what I said? Yeah. No one listens to what you say, not even your wife. No, but I'm saying you listen because you, you try to agree with what I said. No, no. No, you don't even watch BKFC. I mean, I watch the highlights. All right, Eddie, let's talk <laughs> Joshua versus Usyk. You troll. What, t- walk us through what's happened in boxing this week. Oh, dude, there is no way. Somehow, this was a split decision. I don't know what they were thinking to get, for anyone to give this fight to Anthony Joshua. I had it at best uh, even after six, but that was me being real generous, okay? There is no way anyone should have given Joshua uh, Anthony Joshua, this fight. Um, I thought he was going to come out and use his size and kind of lean on Usyk like Fury did against Wilder in their last fight. But no, he tried to box against a boxer, a smaller, faster boxer, and he got outboxed. And that's what happened. Uh, Joshua had a chance in the ninth, but if he'd had any modicum of killer instinct, he could have ended that fight. But he just, he just lacked the killer instinct, and it went on, and it kept going. And then he lost his mind. Yeah, so what happened there? So I, I watched that, right? I was watching the end of the fight, and I saw that, like, he throws the belts out of the ring, and then he gets out, and he's getting booed, and then he comes back in, he gets on the mic, and he's, like, getting the crowd to chant. What, what, what's going on with Anthony Joshua? Is he, what's, what's, what's his deal? Um, CTE? Okay. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. It's, you look at them, and you don't realize how big Usyk is. The dude is 6'3". Joshua's just a giant. So... He took a lot of shots. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. He, I. Uh, I guess he had a lot built up that he had to get off his chest. Got a vent. Maybe. Maybe he's uh, tired of the pressure. Okay. I don't. I don't know. All right. Well, Eddie, that is boxing. Anthony Joshua versus Al, uh, Alexander Usyk. That is BKFC 27. That is PFL playoffs, and that is UFC 278. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, HornFM.com, and we will be.
right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. What's up with that? 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 You, yeah. Woo! Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie. That's Jordan. Okay, Jordan, we rambled a little too much last last uh, segment, so we're going to get right to it. Plus, I got some mock drafting to do. So, look here. The UFC is looking to close out the year with two title fights at UFC 282. What's up with that? All right, so rumors have been going around, Eddie, that the UFC is trying to book John Jones' heavyweight debut uh, December at UFC 282 in Las Vegas. Uh, the idea, obviously, would be to put him against Francis Ngannou for the title. Uh, if Francis is not ready to go, it would be against Stipe Miocic, maybe for an interim title. Uh, but also, they, they're also talking about a light heavyweight title fight, which is kind of weird, right? Because John never lost the title. And so putting that on the same fight card as John making his debut might be weird for Yuri. It would be interesting. Uh, but so Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira uh, would be the co-main event. Now, both guys, you know, they're ready to go. This is it's talking like Yuri and Glover, right? So you think about what the UFC schedule is. You mentioned last round that the UFC kind of has their schedule ready to go through January. They've already announced that they're going to Brazil in January. Now, I'm sure Glover would love to go to Brazil to fight. I don't think Yuri wants to, and, and Yuri shouldn't have to, right? Well, had um, he not tapped out, he could have. But then the UFC is planning on going to Australia in February. So that doesn't really make sense either. So if you think that that fight's going to happen, it's got to happen sooner than later. Uh, we know it's not going to happen at uh, in, in New York because they already have two title fights on there. We're going to tell you the other one that was announced earlier. Uh, but obviously, if I was Yuri, I would be pushing for this fight to happen. And who knows? Maybe they're going to try to go to London, right? If if Leon's really ready to go in like March and Kamaru's ready, that's six months from now. They, they didn't talked about going to Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I think they're going to push more for like Wembley Arena. Okay, <laughs> but I know um, Leonard Leo Edwards Leon said uh, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's likely going to be Stipe and John. I doubt we're going to see Francis again in the octagon. I would be surprised. I'd be happy, but I'd be surprised. All right, Jordan, another interesting one. During the Gronk cast, which no one I know watched, because they ain't the Mannings. Let's deal. Let's just face it. True. Uh, Dana White said he almost orchestrated Tom Brady and Gronk coming to Dairetas. What's up with that? Man, that would have been something. So, so Gronk had Dana White. I think it was during that same fight that you were mentioning. Uh, yeah. Gordon. The Jared Gordon fight. But D Gronk had Dana White on it, and he said, hey, let tell him about, about that time when you were trying to pitch Tom Brady to come to the Raiders. And Dana's like, whoa, we're going to talk about this right now? He's like, okay, okay, let's talk about it. So Dana said that he made a sales pitch to Tom Brady, and he was fired up about it. He was you know, going to do it. He was looking for a house. Uh, and that they were going to bring Gronk as well. So Gronk and Brady, this is the first year that the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, that uh, that Brady and Gronk would be there. But John Gruden, the coach, he uh, put the kibosh on it. He stopped it. And so I reached out to one of uh, my Raiders friends today, and I asked him about it, and he just mentioned that, uh, great, another thing that John Gruden did to, to set us back. Yeah, you got to wonder what Gruden was thinking. Well, number one, 
maybe with I don't know if you should unleash the Gronk on Vegas. So that, that, would, that might have been that good for been him. Tough. Yeah. But I believe the Raiders uh, proceeded to go 8 and 8 that season. Because uh, uh, we don't talk about this often, but they're my number two team. They're my AFC team. And that ticked me off when I heard about that. Yeah. Like, uh, well, Gruden, what are you smoking? Gronk did say that he was glad that everything worked out, that they ended up going to Tampa Bay. He loves Tampa Bay. Yeah. They won Next the Super season, Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. Raiders go 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. And then apparently that's who Tom Brady was talking about when uh, he did that was the barbershop episode or whatever it was where he said, they're, they're going with this MFR over me? They're sticking with that guy? That guy was David Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. Not, probably not, probably not so much David. It doesn't matter. They're both the same. All right. Let me hit you with uh, some new fights. Hit with some new yes. fights. Yeah. Tony Ferguson moving back up to welterweight to what? fight Li Jingling, UFC 279, a couple weeks. Andre Feely versus Bill Algio. You got Jarzinho Rosenstruck versus Chris Dacus. Uh, Misha Serkinov versus Alonzo Menafield. Rafaela Sunsau versus Victor Henry. Uh, Carol Rosa versus Lena Lasberg. Silvana Gomez Juarez versus Catalina Kovalkiewicz. Carla Sparza versus Zhang Wiley. That's for the title. Ooh, UFC 281. That's on the same card as Izzy and Alex Bajeda. Brad Riddell versus Hanada Moicano. Uh, Derek Brunson versus Jack Hermanson. And Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Robbie Lawler. Ooh, I like that. Kind of hard to believe. Eddie, that is new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? It's your birthday today. It's your birthday today. That's right. The great Eddie Cross is celebrating a birthday this week. If it's Wednesday night, if you're listening right now on the horn... It's Eddie Cross's birthday. Happy birthday, Eddie. It'll be tomorrow, but thank you. It's not Wednesday. It's Thursday. It's the Thursday, the 24th. Yep. I hate to break it to you, uh, but Wednesday is actually the 24th. So uh, I'm not going to, I don't really want to help you as you're trying to figure out what days of the week are, but the 24th is actually Wednesday. So guys, so see, welcome back to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn on Wednesday, on the 24th, on Eddie Cross's birthday. You were going to celebrate your birthday on Thursday and then missed the whole day, weren't you? Well, the thing is, on Thursday, I'm flying to Nashville. So that's been my focus for the last couple of weeks is like, all right, Thursday, I'm leaving work early, heading straight home, got to meet the lift at my apartment, head straight to the airport. Are you sure? Wait, first off, are you sure you're leaving on Thursday and not on Wednesday the 24th? I'm sure of that part. Okay, let's double check that. So, Eddie, <laughs> I was going to ask you, what are you going to do to celebrate? Uh, you didn't even know your birthday was on Wednesday. So... I don't think you're into anything. You're going. What are you doing in I, Nashville? I can't really celebrate just showing up. You know, I, I was like, I'm here. All right, all hail me. I guess you know what? What? I, no, I'm just going to go visit my cousin. We're going to go to a Titans game. I'm going to boo. Tighten uh, up. I'm going to boo the Titans in person because I hate them because they're not the Oilers. Um, they're playing, I believe, the Cardinals in the third preseason game. You know, we're going to go to Broadway, go to Hattie B's. Um, Tool around Nashville a little bit and go to the game, you know? Just take a weekend off and relax a little bit before hurricane season hits me in the face. Well, good. well speaking of taking a week off, the UFC, they know how to respect you, Eddie. They are not right. having a show this week. BKFC, uh, BKFC is, uh, but Bellator is not, PFL is not. But we do have the very first one championship 
on Amazon Prime, Demetrius Johnson versus Adriano Moraes for the flyweight title. This is a rematch. Remember, Demetrius lost that fight uh, when he got pounded with a knee when he was on the ground, which is legal no, in one. Yeah, Seeing as DJ is one of the goats, I'll allow it. That's true. I mean, a goat, it's a goat birthday, and it's a goat Thank fighting. You. So I think that makes sense. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and hopefully uh, Adrian Moraes gets a little, uh, little, maybe some drug testing. They're a little lax over in one. Yeah, BKFC, you got John Dotson. There's a little bit of boxing, though, as well. Take us out with that, Eddie. Man, KSI versus Swarms. And I don't know what that KSI, is. KSI versus Luis Alcaraz Pineda. He's facing a British rapper and a Mexican boxer on the same night, Saturday at the O2 Arena in London. Well, guys, stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling. Coming up next, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Uh, follow us, Fight ADTX, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Eddie, have a wonderful birthday on Wednesday. We will see you next week. Thank you, Jordan. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.